Hey everybody, yes, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by my example, mm. my mentor, mm. my hero, my knight in shining armor, Blech. my everything. Oh gosh. The great Mia Moore. Oh. The great Bilingual. Chris Schaefer. Chris, you are great. You look great. Mm. You must feel great. Mm. Are you doing great? Uh, Jason, I just watched a spider consume a butterfly outside my window. Uh, that was pretty freaking cool. Um, you know, I believe a spider spits its digestive juices into its victim and then sucks like all of the juice back out. Like it's just kind of a pre-digested. Isn't that, isn't that great? That has nothing to do with Google ads, but uh, it's just, it's cool. You know, it's just, it was just right there. It's like my own little museum. How are you? I'm great, Chris. Um, you you are a guy, yes, who's well balanced. I, you definitely have this green thumb thing going on. You have a need to get outside. Mm. You have a passion for nature. Mm. Am I am I reading you correctly? Oh yeah, yeah. I I wish I wasn't tied to a computer, but when you, when you're so good at it, you just can't stop. It's really funny the way no one's made like just a laptop. That you can strap almost front facing back or backpack that faces the front, and then you can just type as and look forward. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe I just created something, yeah, it could be. But we're not here to create laptop accessories, we're here to create Google Ads magic, and that's what we do together. No matter the day of the week, no matter the time of the day, no matter the mood Mm. of one of the co hosts who is older (laughs) but still acts more immature. We pull it together here, pull it and together. we create magic. Yep. So, Chris, a uh, lot going on, but um, we have an interesting topic today. Two things happen when you launch a new Google Ads campaign. Either you're not getting enough traffic, or you're getting too much traffic. That's it. Yes, every now and then you get lucky, and you just knock it out of the park, and maybe you get just the right amount. Yeah. Unlikely. I was going to ask if that ever happens to you. <laughs> Unlikely. Literally, it just happened to me this week. I, Chris, $30,000 a month campaign. Okay. I knocked it out of the park. Day on one. Day one. Day one. Day you one. Had I the swear right to you. Search I impression share, the budgets, the bids, everything, yep. the quality of traffic. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. That's, and the cost per conversion. That's it. And the cost per conversion yeah, on but, day one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Day one, I swear to you, and it's a thirty thousand dollar a month campaign, and oh. it's like, oh, you would love it. It's uh, it's four campaigns, but it's very simple. Each campaign has like just a handful of ad groups. Beautiful, mm, you would love it. But uh, but but that's rare, even for uh, Chris and I. I would say very rare. Either you're not getting enough traffic, or you're getting too much. And we're going to talk about actionable steps that you can take depending on if you're getting too much or too little, to try to tease out what's causing that and then fix your campaign and and do a great job going forward. So we're going to be giving some great advice today. We also have some news about site link designs. There's a test going on and we have a link that we'll share that will show you the new look for site links that they're testing. So you can get a heads up on that. But before all that, Chris, we have a message about Optio and then we will get into the show. I want to read you a couple of reviews that I have here from people that have tried Optio. And I thought I thought these really, really shared exactly why Optio has been such a great tool for so many of our listeners and beyond. So Shervin, 
shares this. Optio gives me another set of eyes and ears into what's going on in my accounts. If there's any issues, I know about them. That is, I think that's great. Um, and another uh, from Mike says, Optio is so freaking smart. We have over a hundred campaigns. I would have needed to hire five new employees just to manage them. Luckily, we have Optio. So you can see there, two very different levels, two very different reasons why you should try Optio. You want to save time. You want to get alerts. Just like Shervin, that is exactly what it does. It helps you know what's going on in your accounts. You have a ton of accounts. You're an agency or you just have a huge account in-house that you're working on. You may not have to hire as many people because this tool can make one person into a super manager. So try it out for free. There's a link in our description. It's optio.com slash PSP2 to try that out. You're going to like it because you can try it for free for eight weeks. Okay, thanks, Chris. And today's news comes from Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, the title is Google Ads with Larger Site Links Block Design Also. It's a very uh, good article. And what they did here is they showed a screenshot that someone shared on Twitter of a new site link layout that someone that Google Ads is testing that someone was able to get a screenshot of. And you have the four site links, two, two on each row, and then below the site link titles, there's little headlines uh, that show up. That's the more traditional one. Uh, and then this one would be you have four site links listed vertically, and then to the right of them, you have their corresponding headlines. I think this one makes more sense, maybe. Um, I do think it's been... Mm, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It definitely catches the eye. Chris, any initial impressions? I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I'm not so much a big fan either. You know why? It's because you have the blue headline in the regular part of the ad, and then below that you have your description lines, and it's like headline descriptions right under it. The current site links, you have your site link headline, and then the description for the site link right under it, and now all of a sudden you have something to the side yeah. instead of right under so yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I, I don't think it really is going to get the job done, and I, I would bet they, they cut it out. I'll tell you one thing that I see all the time, little secret here right at the top of the show. One, one little thing that I see all the time that will kill conversion rates is a high click-through rate on site links where people are like, hey, let's throw them to this page and this page and this page. They don't really think about whether that page has call to action or conversion tracking or any kind of decent messaging for what they're actually advertising. And then they'll send people to that page. And then I look up site link conversion metrics and they're trash. So I don't want anything that drives more attention to my site links. No, I, you know, replace that with a- So you, with you a, almost, with you almost use site links as if they're- Oh, images are pretty cool. Oh, the image yeah. extensions; those have great click-through rates and corresponding conversion rates. But so you're these days, you're almost looking at site links like callouts. Yeah, I do, I actually don't want them. Interesting. I actually, you know what I'll do? I don't. Show, I don't know if I should confess this, but we don't have a Patreon for the show anymore, so I'll just say it here. What I'll do is I will copy my landing page or the service page mm -hmm. and create a second one that's like service page two, service page three. And have that as a site link if it's really important that the client really push, you know, traffic to that page. Like, I don't want them actually going to a separate page, the page we have, and I'll duplicate it. Do you think it. it's, 
your client's random service pages that you use as site links, like the about page that's causing bad conversion right. rates? Or do you think there's something about the user clicking a site link is not as good as a headline? No, I think it's the same user, same experience. It's just sometimes uh-huh. like an about page is just trash. You know, they're like, uh, you know, they're clicking around. They're not going where I want them to go. They're not reading what I want them to read, not seeing the call to action I mm-hmm. want them to see. It completely screws up the whole funnel. Well, that's an interesting discussion that like, you know, if, if it's not performing, those pages don't perform as well as other pages on your site and you're limited with how many pages you have, maybe you should just not use those and take the quality score hit if it means you're sending all your traffic to the best page. Maybe, I guess it's something to think about as, as opposed to being a robot on autopilot going, oh, I always create mm-hmm. site links. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I've been, when I can't hack it in the way that I described, I definitely will just delete site links and I, I just, you know, that's it. I don't want site links. Cool, Chris. Well, let's get into today's topic. Um, first of all, do you do you agree with the premise? When you launch a Google Ads campaign, you're either getting too much traffic or not enough. Do you ever hit that sweet spot like I did the other day, or do you always have this issue like everyone does? Oh, absolutely. So I definitely agree. You're either going to press too much or not get enough. And and to and, and to start off with, we should define, you know. People are going to say, how do you get too much traffic? What Jason means is you're getting all kinds of stuff that's unqualified. So you're getting things from people looking for a job to people looking up YouTube videos to people trying to you know, find a funny cat video. I mean, you're getting everything that's qualified and unqualified. And that means you're getting too much, right? You've dived too far into the Google.com traffic. Uh, you need to pull back. You need to be more selective. That's what he means by too much. And when it says too little... He's referring to the fact that you can't spend your budget or you're, you're being too selective. You know, it, you're, you're, you're getting clicks that are 35 bucks each and you can only afford two of them. How can you get more and spend less per click? You know, you, you've uh, singled out too much of your audience and it's, it, you're being too selective. So absolutely, it is always one way or the other. And uh, you know, I would go so far as to say it's it's never it's never perfect because I guarantee you, Jason, you're even though that perfect campaign may be perfect on day one, it won't continue day two, three, four, five. Don't, don't. I know, I know, but if someone hits a hole in one, you can't argue that you didn't accomplish the mission. Day you one. hit the hole in one. And I'm, I'm telling you, it was just random when it lined up with this episode, but I hit a hole in one the okay. other day. It's pretty special. I believe you. Uh, but I, I'd say 95 to 99% of the time, I do have this issue as well. You're either getting too much traffic or not enough. And I think the first message we want to convey is that that's normal. It doesn't matter if you've been doing Google ads for 10 years or you just started 10 days ago. When you launch a campaign, you'll either get too much traffic or not enough. It's normal for everyone. So the question is knowing how to handle it. So getting too much traffic, basically that could mean three things. Either you have a a keyword quality issue, an auction issue, or a bidding and position issue. So we're going to break down each, each of those three. So... Chris, sometimes it's a quality issue. And what I mean by that is you could have one or two or three keywords literally driving all your traffic. And that is probably not a good thing because it's not giving you a chance with the rest of your campaign to get traffic and see how those keywords perform. So when you have, when you turn on a campaign, $30 a day and one keyword is spending $27, two keywords is spending all 30, and you've seen that for a couple of days in a row. What do you usually do at that point? 
if the conversions are good, do you just leave it? Or do you not like relying that much on one or two keywords and you do something about it? What's really, what's your move there? Yeah, I, I, I mean, even if I'm being super successful with one set of keywords or one type of search, I mean, I'm still going to be critical because if it's working really well here, it might work twice or, you know, triple somewhere else. There's always hints and suggestions in the search terms about what I'm getting. I'm getting this kind of quality, you know, but, you know, if, if, if I'm selling shoes and I'm getting great results on red shoes, well, what if I tried something about, you know, the affordability? What if I spin some keywords up that have to do with, uh, you know, affordable? Or what if I spin something up that has to do with uh, the texture or the material or the size or, you know, men's, women's, stuff like that? I mean, you might be able to dissect it enough that suddenly you're able to get even more out of it. So yeah, I'm always critical when you're funneling through one funnel and and not sampling other areas. So what what do you do when you have one or two keywords getting all your traffic? Um it's I I look for ways to segregate that information just like affordability. I, you know, I, I find some type of affordability aspect, some type of material aspect, some type of service aspect that's going to set those apart and usually that's indicated in the search terms. Um, and then set up new keywords, new ad groups. So you add in keywords, but what if these keywords keep getting the volume? Do you lower their uh, bids? You put them in their own campaign? Do you pause them? Like, how do you control it if it just seems like, wow, these are so high volume? No matter what other keywords I put in the same campaign or same ad group, these guys just eat it up. Okay, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, that comes into the question of are you using manual uh, manual bidding or non non manual bidding? But um, if it's like many of the people out there in, in Google ads world, they're using automated bids. So really if you're using automated bids and you're finding certain keywords or driving a ton of traffic, there's only one option. You have to put them in a new campaign. There's really no other option. You have to pull those out to allow the other keywords to get a little bit of the spin. So you have to segregate by campaign level and then, you know, allow the other ones to, to get some volume. Or drop their bids if you're doing it manual. If you're doing manual, it's very simple. Just drop the bids. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So then beyond just a couple keywords getting all the volume, another kind of keyword issue would be your quality issue. You start off a campaign, you're getting way too much traffic, your budget is $30, two hours into the day you're spending $30 yeah. and you're limited by budget, and you look at your search terms and you see garbage in there. Have you seen that be a reason why you could have too much traffic too quickly? And then what do you do about that low quality? This is, I'm, I'm sure you agree. This is the, probably the most common situation. I don't find that most people are going to find themselves in a too, too little, too low type of traffic, not enough traffic. I think most people are going to fall into the case of too much traffic because it's so easy to use keywords that are too broad or assume too much mm. about the intent of a user. Um, I mean, just think, you know, if you were an HVAC company and you're 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 doing AC repair, you're gonna pick AC repair, right? And you and I both know what's gonna happen. You're gonna get stuff about mobile home AC repair, Ford, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, GMC vehicle AC repair. 
that's probably not what you're advertising. You probably mean home AC repair. So immediately when you dabble in that, it's going to be, you know, you're going to get bad search. So this is where most people run into the problem. They're going to, they're going to assume too much about what that word means and how people interpret AC repair. I like to speak visually here, Chris. Uh, my wife cooked an amazing dinner last night. Oh, congrats. Angel hair pasta nice. with Alfredo sauce. Okay. Asparagus, baked squash, uh, sauteed chicken. Okay, there's uh, the meat. Dinner rolls. Okay. It was just an amazing meal. And I was like, wow, this is almost like a Thanksgiving style meal. This is so much food. So sticking on that Thanksgiving theme, uh, yeah. I think a lot of advertisers, if, if we're sitting at a table and you get up, at the table and you ask me, hey, do you want anything else uh, while I'm up? And I say, yeah, I'd like some more cranberries, please. That's what you and I do with Google Ads. We get the cranberries. We look for the keywords that convert. Instead of coming back to the table with the cranberries, you know what these people do, Chris? They put cranberries on a plate and then they take two chicken drums and they put these drumsticks in their pockets (laughs) and then they stuff a bunch of mashed potatoes down their shirt (laughs) Okay, what? and then they put a bunch of green beans in their back pocket, what? and then they scoop up a bunch of uh, stuffing, and then they, and then they get a huge pie—not just one piece, but the huge pie—and then they waddle back to the table and they just dump, dump it on it your off. placemat, and they go, "Here you go," <laughs> and you're like, "Whoa!" All I asked for was this nice little piece of uh, of cranberries, and you brought me the whole thing, and it's all disgusting. Uh, That's what a lot of these campaigns look like when we first look at other people's campaigns. Beautiful. It's disgusting what you people are doing out there. You need to slow it down. You're getting way too much. Like people bite off so much, Chris, and that's why you're getting too much traffic. And that's why when you look at your search terms, when you start off a campaign, it's just like everything that's related to your industry ever, Mm. or maybe not even your industry. And you're getting way too much. You need to just be getting the little piece of your industry that's actually people that are ready to buy. So, Chris, the best way I thought about this was, yeah, a lot of it's broad keywords sometimes. Yeah, a lot of it's loose phrase match. But that stuff's easy to kind of figure out. I think the more difficult stuff or the higher level thinking would be the funnel aspect of it. And if you're getting too much traffic, can you kind of break down for people how the sales funnel and and looking at your keywords that way can help them start with the right place with their keywords. Yeah. It's let, let's, let's stick with the AC repair. Okay. So you figured let's out stick with the Thanksgiving table. Yeah. So you figured out that AC, no, repair, right. <laughs> that, that AC repair brings you, what is that? You just go, yeah, yeah. I'm well, that. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to work it in. So the AC repair okay. brings you the Turkey, the potatoes, you know, uh, the green beans and everything and just dumps it on the plate. And you realize actually the most value I can get is the cranberry. So I need to use something that is valuable. So I'm going to try and change my keyword to get the result that I want. So instead of AC repair, I might try home AC repair, right? That subtle change to the, to the intent of the keyword moves the user down further. So instead of getting the user when they're up here, up high in the search funnel, right? They're, they're still searching AC repair and you don't know what they mean, and they're getting bad results, and then they try a second or third or fourth search, and by the time they get to the fourth search, they're doing AC repair company or home AC repair company near me. Boom! That's what we're looking for. That's the cranberry sauce. You've now moved the value of your search from pile of junk to that's valuable. 
that's something I want. That's the one. I, that's what I want to pay for. And if it, another way to look at it is you add the word Phoenix to the word air air conditioning repair, sure. AC repair, and AC repair could mean so many different things in the funnel, so many different parts of the funnel. But you add the word Phoenix there. There you go. Yeah, they're not looking for to repair the air conditioning of the city of Phoenix. They're looking for. <laughs> yeah air conditioning repair companies in Phoenix. That's the only way that search can be interpreted. So you limit it to that lower part of the funnel where they're actually looking for a company like yours. So the search term quality, zeroing in on the quality you need, zeroing in on the part of the funnel that you wanna be targeting when you start a campaign, that's one way you can kind of take a step back and get less traffic, but that will be better, better traffic and you can better control it. So another example of getting too much traffic, Chris, it's a very simple one. You're on too many auctions. Mm. Locations, time, your locations are too wide compared to what you actually need to be targeting. Your times a day and weeks a day. Maybe you don't need to start with weekends. Maybe you don't need to uh, start with uh, overnight. Lessen the number of auctions that you're showing up on and you can zero in on that quality traffic that's going to convert better. It's a very quick and easy way to uh, pull back if you're getting too much traffic. And then... A final one, you're just bidding too much. So if you have a $30 a day budget and you get a couple clicks and your budget's gone in the first 30 minutes to an hour of the day, you're getting too much traffic. Chris, speak to absolute top percentage, top percentage, impression share, loss due to, to, the, to the rank. Like, how do you how do you judge if you're bidding too much early on in a campaign? How do you know that? Right. This, this can get... Pretty hairy talking about where is the best middle ground to be, but the easiest way to explain it is for most campaigns that are getting moderate results, right? You're not absolutely getting amazing results. You're not getting tons of phone calls and just printing money, right? But if you're getting moderate results, you're getting some phone calls, you're getting some leads, you're getting some sales, basically anybody who falls underneath that um umbrella or lower needs to basically Keep the campaign at this type of threshold. Spend as little per click as possible, but still spend the full budget. So if you need to spend $30 a day or $300 a day, find the CPC that can be as low as possible and still spend the full budget. So there's always a restriction. You can, that doesn't mean you can you know lower it to two cents because you're not going to spend the full budget. You might not ever get any clicks, but... $20 bids are going to be too high because that's not as low as you can go. So find that medium ground and then bounce around a little bit, you know, bounce up a little, a little down, you know, see what kind of sweet spot you can find to get the right kind of traffic. You know, how much do you need to show in first position? How much do you need to show outside of first position, but still at the top of Google? You know, nobody can tell you what the right position is. You have to find that out for yourself by testing. Yeah. And, you know, if you're spending your budget way too, like if you're going through your budget in 30 minutes to an hour, like you're saying, Chris, the goal should always be how, how low can I go? How can I get the most clicks, the most traffic possible for the same exact budget? For me, Chris, I'm looking at top percentage. I'm looking at absolute top percentage, those two columns. If my absolute top percentage is like 90%, 95%, and I'm limited by budget, that's telling me, hey, you're number one almost all the time. 
you're limited by budget. If you pull back, maybe you can be number one 50% of the time, 60% of the time. Lower your cost per click and get more clicks, more leads, more conversions overall for the same exact budget. That's how I use that to, to guide me. And so I don't know about you, but I, I always think no one knows what to bid when you start a campaign. You never really know until you start getting data. So getting too much traffic, that can definitely happen to you. And if you like the quality of your traffic, but you're running out of budget, you can lower your bids a little bit if you're if that makes sense with your position columns and, and uh, find the right bid for your campaign and get the right amount of traffic, the optimal amount of traffic. So those are the common issues that we see when there's too much traffic. Uh, we're going to be talking about what you do when you don't get enough traffic. Chris is a little bit skeptical. He thinks the big problem that people run into is they get too much traffic. Mm. Well, I've got some scenarios for him okay. to straighten him out and enlighten him after the break. <laughs> what happens when people aren't getting enough traffic and why that can happen to people. And so we'll, vis we'll visit that in a very professional, friendly way okay, here good. after the break. Good. And Chris, I'll see you on the other side. Did you know that Optio offers more than 40 different improvement types? Okay, so there's a huge amount that you do, can do in Optio, and you do everything you normally do in Google Ads, like adjust bids, add new keywords, looking at the search terms, organize your shopping campaigns, create new uh, test ad copy, and uh, exclude bad traffic. And you do all these things but on top of that, that you usually do, you have this beautiful interface that simplifies and provides smart recommendations that can be pushed live into Google Ads in seconds. You can in, in improve your keywords, your ads, everything, and much more with the help of Optio. Use the link in the description at optio.com PSP2 to get an eight-week free trial. Use the chat box on the page there. And tell them you heard about it right here on the Paid Search Podcast, and you can get eight weeks for free to try this amazing tool. You will like it, guaranteed. Okay, so Mr. Skeptical, oh, sorry, I mean Chris, uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, when you're when you're not getting enough traffic, to me this can happen because you have a keyword issue, you're, you're too tight with your keywords, a bidding issue, you're not bidding enough, or an auction issue. You're not showing up on enough stuff. And so let's start there. Not showing up on enough auctions, just kind of the inverse of what we talked about before, but your location and your time settings are too closed in. And maybe you're only targeting a few zip codes around your office and you really should be targeting a 10 mile radius. Maybe you're only targeting a 10 mile radius and you should be targeting an entire metro area or a handful of counties. The question I ask myself is, is your location and your time settings reasonable? And with experience, you'll be able to answer that uh, easier. But Chris, isn't this a valid problem that happens to people? They go too tight with their location, too tight with their time, and therefore they're not spending their budget. They're not getting enough traffic. Isn't that a valid, valid problem? Yes, it is. I don't. I, I. I don't think you have me yet. I don't think that's the majority of the time 
that this happens. But yes, there are definitely, and it's it's usually local providers, local services that that have this issue. Uh, they will say, you know what? I want people in this zip code and this zip code. And that's all they do. And it's almost as if they forget that people leave their house <laughs> or, you know, search outside of their, their home zip code. They, you know, they forget that commuting is, is very typical for people. Um, so they don't target, you know, they may not consider a 50 mile radius or something like that. Uh, they only want to do this and this mm-hmm. and that's it. So yeah, it's possible. It's possible. So if you're not getting enough traffic, you know, one place you can start, look at your look at your location, look at your time settings and say, hey, you know, do I do business 30 miles away instead of just 10 miles away? Oh, yes, I do. Okay, let me open it up and I'll, I'll see if I can get more traffic because I'm not currently getting enough. Do I, am I able to take calls on Saturdays? Am I able to take calls after 4 p.m.? Yes, I am. So let me add that time in and see if I can spend more of my budget that way. Chris? Thank you for being flexible on that. You're a reasonable okay. guy. That's what okay. we like about you. Uh, but we appreciate your skepticism as well. But I, I'm, I'm glad we're starting to get there. Let me throw another one at you and see how you take it. Sometimes people bid too low. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very verifiable. If you look at your... So let me ask you a, cru- a question, Chris. Someone has a $30 a day budget. They're spending $10 a day. They're saying, hey, I'm not getting enough. I want to be spending 30 you look at their absolute top percentage, it's 7%. They show up number one 7% of the time. And you look at their top percentage and it says 20%. They show up above organic 20% of the time. Does that scream you're bidding too low at you? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, if you if you look at the click-through rate for ads that show below organic, they're usually like... Less than 0.5, definitely less than 1%. So you get less than 1% of the search traffic. So if you had 2,000 impressions below organic, you're I mean, you're not going to get any traffic. You're going to get, you know, very small single digit number of clicks. Um, so, you know, it's absolutely possible that this would lead to a chronic issue. Now, I'll tell you, this is typically the 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 problem of a manual bidder. I wouldn't say this happens very common with automated bidding. I'd say it's someone who jumps in correct. straight with me. Ma- they're like, I got this. Chris and Jason, they talk about manual bidding. I'm going to do this right. I'm going to start with manual bidding. And they, they're too cautious from the beginning. So, And then they say, Jason, not so much. But every every so often, Chris talks about 25-cent bids. Yeah. And then Jason says, well, up them to a dollar. And you're like, no, no. I think we can get something <laughs> at 50 cents. And then they think they're... Uh, yeah. Sell homes faster, buy my home for cash. They're able to bid 50 cents, (laughs) where maybe not so much. No, no, no. So, yeah, and and Chris, people people who do manual bidding, when they start, they they don't want to just blow their budget. So I see it quite often. People start with bids that are a little bit too low. It's okay. It's going to happen to everybody. You either get too much traffic or not enough. If you're not getting enough, bids could be a problem, and and you check your position data, and you raise your bids a little. Are your keywords too tight, Chris? Mm. You run into this. Tell me you run into this, where people are too limited with their keywords. It is a valid problem, right? That happens. This, oh, absolutely. I think this. I think this is. You're you're convincing me because this is something I see as a chronic issue, a lot, for business owners who run their own campaigns. 
and, and, and what's the issue that they have? They have too much knowledge of the industry. So instead of saying, I mean, let's go to AC repair, right? Instead of saying AC repair, where there's lots of traffic, they might do, they might say, you know what? I, you know, the best customers we have are some that have this brand of AC repair. So yeah, I, was, I was about to say brand. What, Chris, what kind of brand air conditioning? Do you even know what you have? Uh, no, I don't know that. You only know because you See, just got no. one. But I no. know, I know. And that's my point. Okay. That's my, right. ease up, ease up. That's my point <laughs> is that a consumer wouldn't be doing a search like uh, the brand and then the air conditioning yeah. and then repair. Yeah. Because consumers don't we really don't know. know. Yeah. But a, an air conditioning small business owner might think, oh, yeah, I, I love repairing th- this brand. That's what we're set up to do. We, we make right. the best margin on right. that one. We're going to target that as a keyword. You turn it on in a metro like Houston, <laughs> millions of people, and then no one's searching for that. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So th- this is, yeah, this is something I see all the time with uh, business owners that, and, and they essentially, they know their business, they know what they want, but you don't think like a business owner when you build keywords. You don't think like a like a professional technician whenever you come up with uh, segments to target in your Google Ads campaign. You think like a consumer. You think about how they search and that's how you build and you, that's how you beat the tendency to have too little traffic is because you You've gone too far down the rabbit hole. So if you're wondering if you have keywords out there that are too low volume and that's why you're not getting enough traffic, what do you? how do you figure that out? Well, you can go into the keyword planner. You can set your location to your area and then punch in those words you have as keywords. And if you're showing search volume of like 10 searches a month or 20 searches a month or even 30, and it's like a really big industry like air conditioning repair, you're missing a bunch of keywords. That's very low volume. Um, another way you can kind of judge it, are you only using exact match? Some people do that when they start. Um, maybe throw in some phrase match there for sure, probably. If you're not getting enough traffic, phrase match, I should say at least it'll be a place to start. And then finally, another kind of way to tease out if you're not getting enough traffic, if your keywords are too limited, how many words are in your keyword mm. phrases? So like... If you have four words, maybe that's the borderline where that that those could still be high volume. But if almost all your keywords have like five or six or more words in the keyword phrase, those are probably pretty low volume keyword. Would you say that's a fair oh, number, yeah. Chris, four being the over under there? I totally agree. I totally agree. I think this is, you know, if we if we were Google Ads doctors, which by the way, would have been a great podcast like the PPC doctors. I don't know if that, maybe that's already a podcast. Shouldn't even say it, but um, the, I would diagnose this symptom all the time as long tail keyword syndrome, right? Uh, someone thinks, wow, okay. Yeah. You know, someone thinks, oh, I know what I want. I, I need to, I need this long tail keyword strategy where, you know, everybody's paying top dollar for AC repair, but I'm going to do, brand plus ac plus near me plus affordable neighborhood neighbor, yeah you know plus blah blah, blah. and it's it's like 10 plus words the long. year model <laughs> right model number i'm gonna advertise ac repair based on model number because <laughs> that's long to i'm sorry i'm sorry it's not gonna work it's not gonna work yeah you're you're not uh and and one one problem by the way with a lot of these very, very tons, lots of words in the keyword phrase keywords, these long tail keywords, is they get so little search volume that in my opinion, the reason they do this is Google doesn't want to tax their 
system and tax their data and they just don't allow you to run ads on certain keywords. It, you get a little status that says low search volume and you don't get to show up even though someone who's running a higher volume keyword like a phrase match is eligible to show up on that search and you'll see their ads there. You won't see yours because you're only targeting that one exact phrase. Google says that phrase isn't high volume enough. It's low search volume and therefore you don't show. And I think they, they do that to kind of not overtax their system with just millions and millions and billions of different queries. I don't think I've ever... I, I think that's why they do it. I don't think I've ever heard you voice that. And that that makes a lot of sense. I, I never considered... Well, it makes sense because you have to cut it off somewhere, right, yeah, Chris? Because sure. if you just let anybody show up on any word they punch in the system, I mean, just imagine how much stuff people can come up with. Yeah, yeah, and it, and and that's the uh, that's not the direction they want people. They they don't want to complicate the system and make it a a a game system where you whoever can come up with the most creative searches, you know, wins. That's mm. that's not what Google wants. And then I mean, think about it from an auction perspective. Like if you've got air conditioning repair Houston and you've got maybe 50 advertisers at any given time are eligible to show. And then you've got, I don't know, maybe more that are borderline close. The more you throw into that, especially when you start talking about national searches and stuff, uh, it's a lot, a lot of computing power there. Chris, just some final tips before we go um, on how to fix these problems in your account, whether you have too much traffic or not enough traffic. What, for whatever problem you have, you can experiment for just a day or two making one of these changes like, okay, if I'm not getting enough traffic, I'm going to open up my location. Or if I'm not getting enough traffic, I'm going to raise my bids. Or if I'm getting too much traffic, I'm going to lower my bids on the high volume keywords that are eating everything up. You can just do one change. Let it run for a day or two and see if that solved the problem. If it didn't, you can reverse that change and you can go, okay, maybe it's another problem and try to fix it with a different solution. Um, you can do that with multiple campaigns. You can say, hey, in one campaign, I'm going to try to open up my location. In another campaign, I'm going to increase my bids, see which one of those connects more. And Chris, I think this is a good time to point out, hey, by the way, this is your life for the first 30 to 60 days on Google Ads. Isn't that a fair statement? Like <laughs> yeah. teasing out yeah. the right moves and trying to figure it out. Wouldn't you say 30 days is at least 30 days? It's fair to say that's our figure it out period. And it's oh, yeah. okay if that's all you're doing for that period. Oh, yeah. I mean, a common saying of Google Ads managers is that, you know, that first month is going to be one some of the most difficult times, difficult weeks of, you know, a multi month campaign you know i mean that's going to be the time when you know the least when things are changing the most and you're reacting to some bad decisions that you thought were good decisions so absolutely absolutely not me and then finally chris not me. i don't make bad decisions well, with your campaigns well you also don't hit holes in one mm. like i did the <sighs> other day. hole yeah. in one chris yeah. thirty thousand dollars a month i need the, the perfect cpa <sighs> i got lucky it was it was nice to get lucky though but chris don't forget, ramp up is real. So you might not be getting not enough traffic. It might just be ramp up. And after a week, your traffic might go up a bunch. After two weeks, it might go up a bunch. And then boom, all of a sudden, uh, you're getting the kind of traffic you want. Alternatively, Chris, ramp up is real. Maybe a couple weeks into it, all of a sudden, you start getting way too much traffic. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go through that problem solving because 
you went through ramp up and all of a sudden it's going to run like it's going to run. And the way you have it set up is to get, you're going to get too much traffic. So not an easy thing to explain, not an easy thing to do, but I think we went about it in a pretty, as straightforward yeah. as we can. Yeah. No, I, I I think this is great. I mean, cause you're absolutely right. Um, I would, I would go so far as to say there is no third category. There's only too much and too little in Google ads. I don't think, I, I think the thin line between too much and too little is so thin, Jason, that no one can tiptoe that line. Well, it's a fair point. And, and it also brings up the point that, hey, we, we phrase this conversation, getting too much traffic, getting too little traffic in the context of a brand new campaign, because that's where you run into this issue and it's obvious. But everybody should be questioning their campaigns. even, And I question my campaigns, even if they've run for years. Sure. You might be getting too much traffic. You might be getting too little traffic. And there might be some of these moves you can experiment with to get you to that optimal level of traffic where you are getting the absolute most amount of leads or sales for your budget. And that's that's all of our goals here. So, Chris, uh, everybody out there, I'm at rothbidppc.com. Google Ads Management and Consulting. And then, Chris, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, I offer um, video training on my Patreon. You can uh, find it on my website, which is linked below, chrisschafer.com. Great, great little videos. I have uh, over 60 videos now. Great little community that is building there. All right, Chris. Well, thanks for being here today, everybody. And we will be back next week with the next episode of the Paid Search Podcast.